You're listening to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast with David and Kane. Back again. Why are you? Why am I talking to you? Uh, well, couldn't uh, you know stop me from talking about the Warriors and the Blazers? <laughs> that you know huge upset, Blazers yeah. losing. Seth Curry couldn't back get for more. Couldn't get back it done for more. Uh, nah, we had the NBA lottery today, and uh, a lot of chaos ensued, as Rachel Nichols uh, coined it. This is the first year they did this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They flattened the odds. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I think this is to stay for sure. And like early on, I think it was the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves uh, got that pick and then everyone signed like, ooh, because that meant the Lakers um, leapfrogged into the top four. And I thought the pacing was really good. Like they didn't dwell on each pick. They just like announced it and Rachel would maybe like say a sentence and then they just move on to the next one. But right? I didn't know it was Rachel and Woj can be heard by everyone in the room. Like they're saying quite like in-depth insider stuff and, and, and quite awkward. And really casual, casual like joking. Yeah, like they were saying like, oh, the Lakers jumped up. Oh, what does this mean for Zion? And Zion's in the room like listening to all this. Like, will they trade this for AD? <laughs> like it's quite personal stuff with all the decision makers and all the representatives just sitting there and listening to the commentary i i actually didn't realize they were um talking out loud until he told they told griff to, to smile when um when the pelicans got you know bumped to the top four and he didn't smile he didn't smile <laughs> he like, like okay griff you can smile but he wouldn't smile like obviously. he wouldn't smile he was like stone so serious yeah so serious so where should we start because obviously there's a lot of Okay, well, where should we start? This is actually a lot. This is actually a lot. So basically today we had multiple teams, had multiple teams drop from their expected position. Yep, to, so to piggy off that, piggyback off that, um, the top three, uh, the, the three, the teams with the highest odds, the three teams with the highest odds, and they had all equal odds at 14% to get the top pick. All of them finished uh, not in the top three, oh, except the Knicks. The so Knicks who finished with the worst record in the NBA, had 14% chance. They um, they picked ended up picking third. The Cavs, who also had 14%, finished, uh, will pick fourth, uh, fifth, sorry. And then we have the Suns, who will pick sixth. I mean, that's a pretty dramatic four. So three teams uh, had equal odds of getting, uh, laying, of landing the top overall pick. They were the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Suns. And um, you might say those Three teams are also quite uh, responsible for not you know, trying as hard as they could have in all in all the games. Maybe losing a few games intentionally to try to increase the odds of of a car, a car, getting that top overall pick. Right? You might say a few games. Like how, how about like throwing half the season? Basically, none of those teams got the first overall pick. The Knicks and will end up picking third. The Cavs will end up picking fifth, and the Suns will end up picking sixth. And then I think that was a really telling thing that Rachel Nichols uh, said afterwards. And I don't know if the whole room heard this once again, but she was saying how this was a quite a um, uh, sort of a great, a good turnout for the league because it kind of reinforces the fact that the league does not um, want teams tanking and they do not um, want to reward teams that tank. By the way, I'm looking at the list of the picks. So did Dallas lose their pick? Yeah, so I forgot the actual the um the conditions, but Dallas lost the pick because the Hawks did not fall within the range. If I think if it was the first to fifth pick for the Hawks pick, um, then it would get converted to Mavericks. But because it was outside the six, the top six, then it goes to the Hawks. 
Oh, man. So that was Ricky because Dallas was trying to lose, right? They weren't trying to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas was trying to lose, and they were hoping the Hawks pick, which wasn't projected to be top six anyway, but, you know, it could have moved one or two spots up. Um, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't convey obviously because um, yeah, went outside the top six. So then the Hawks keep their pick. So I think next year it might be unprotected or even a a looser protections on the next year's pick because eventually it'll convey. It'll 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 tra- carry over to next year, wherever the protect the protections are. So I mean Dallas is still in a good spot, you know, because I really thought Zion going to the Atlanta Atlanta would been a quite a good team like a good young makeup i think the team that i felt that would be the most uh like the big market team that would land uh zion would be the bulls i kind of had a feeling like maybe the bulls could pull it out and just and win it but no i mean the bulls actually finished really bad they finished seventh uh, even though they were projected to go fourth yeah so a lot of teams fell down um and a lot of teams that weren't supposed to be that high so let's talk about the team, like, so the top three, let's talk about the top, top three because that's the most interesting, right? So third, as I mentioned, was the Knicks. Picking second is the Grizzlies. And uh, I don't know, we said this before, but picking first is the New Orleans, Pel- New Orleans Pelicans, uh, a.k.a. O-M-G. Um, <laughs> O-M-G. Smoothie King Center, a.k.a. Anthony Davis Playground. Oh, God. <laughs> personal <laughs> Playground. Oh, you know. I mean, I, I don't know if I was, I'm a good luck, good luck charm or, you know, I don't know what it was. Griff, Griff, maybe it. Tell me, Kay, what bullshit did Gail Benson pull to get the number one pick in this draft? Who knows? Who knows? I think the basketball gods were smiling down on them because, you know, for all the shit that the Knicks have gone through and we talked about, you know, James Dolan being blessed, it wouldn't have been a good world if the Knicks ended up, you know, you know, failing all regular season just to end up with the first overall pick. They don't deserve that. You know, the basketball gods... Don't just they don't deserve to get rewarded with the first overall pick. Someone needs to check the CCTV around the uh, the hotel or wherever the, the draft lottery was. <laughs> check out for an eighty year old woman sneaking extra ping pong balls. <laughs> sneaking in like dry ice machines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the Pelicans. So the Pelicans had only a six percent chance of of getting the first overall pick. It's actually kind of depressing though. Like it is if a bit you depressing. Think about it. Yeah. Like think about yeah. Zion. You're going to a place where literally the previous generational player is clawing his way out. He's trying to like escape at all costs. Yeah, yeah. And now he's finally going to be free this this summer. Oh, um, hopefully. Hopefully. But now, now you're being drafted into this like purgatory for the next four years. I did think that it would be a lot more exciting if the Knicks or the Lakers... Like, because when they announced the top four and the Knicks and the Lakers were both in there... It was pandemonium. Like you could kind of sense the rooms. Like, oh my god, this is this can't be happening. This is so rigged. Um, what's with the two big markets? Uh, Lakers had two percent chance. They had a ten percent chance of landing in the top four. They only had a two percent chance of getting the the first overall pick. Um, they ended up getting the fourth overall pick, which is pretty good considering they were slotted to pick eleventh. More than good. This is like incredible. Uh, yeah, it's very rem- remarkable how far they jumped up. Um. Which is not to say this draft is necessarily really deep beyond like maybe the top three. Although I don't know anyone outside of Zion. Yeah, I don't know many players outside of the top five. Really, saying that a jump from the eleventh pick to the fourth oh, pick—that's that's huge, a massive difference in talent for sure. Yeah, and even just the trade value of that pick if they were yeah, to, to totally, trade it. Yeah, totally, totally. Even if they kept it, that means that they at least get to keep that you know good rookie, 
And then they really can just trade uh, Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, a few first overall picks, maybe even this fourth overall pick to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Um, and yeah, maybe they just rebuild with Zion and a bunch of uh, you know talented Laker players. I think the Pelicans are the smallest market. I mean, to be honest, I've been in New Orleans, so I guess in the in the very faintest way, I kind of was like a soft spot for them, just because I've seen how des- desperate they are. You know how much, you know how few fans they have compared to you know the Saints, who are the like you know they are they represent New Orleans really. And um, I I'm pretty depressed. I'm not depressed, but I do kind of feel sorry for Zion if he does end up with New Orleans. Like you said, it is basketball purgatory. But I think I would have felt even worse if he ended up with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are literally the most like non uh, exciting team in the NBA. Just for so long, they they don't represent anything that's exciting. And then the third pick, uh, which is the Knicks. They will mostly t- most likely take RJ Barrett, who was the c- consensus number one overall high school player coming out of uh, coming into college last year, um, until Zion, you know, put on the Zion show at, at Duke. Um, they were teammates, obviously, and RJ kind of took a back seat. But he's still a really good player, and he's not uh, incredibly, uh, you know, high end player like Zion. But he's ex- extremely polished. He's a great shooter. He's a great scorer. And there's some people, maybe they're just kidding themselves, but they make a case where RJ. RJ's game translates better um, to the NBA as of as as in like right now, just because he's a swing man. He's a you know six eight swing man who can shoot, who can play offense, who has got defense capabilities. He's got to refine a few elements of his game. But the Knicks could do worse. Like you know, he's a good he's a good young talented player. Maybe that doesn't sell the same uh, tickets as a Zion would in, in New York. I mean, just saying that that that's quite exciting, but that didn't come to fruition. RJ is a pretty good consolation prize. To be honest, it's Zion or bust for New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just mean as a consolation prize. It's definitely not the grand prize. And there's no way you can like fool yourself into thinking that RJ RJ is equal grounds to Zion. No, like Zion is the big ticket. I'm not sure what they do with that pick. Maybe they keep it or maybe they need to trade it. Yeah. And I've heard RJ Barrett's a kind of volume shooter and playing a volume shooter with Kyrie Irving and KD who also need the shots is probably not a great recipe for a title. <laughs> so you saw after the pick, um, they were talking to Zion, and he did not appear very happy, and certainly not enthusiastic. Because I think at one point, Rachel Nichols is asking, oh, like, what do you think about going to, um, most likely going to Memphis? And he kept it really, like, ambiguous, saying, like, oh, okay, well, we'll see where I end up. Do you think there's a possibility that he re- would refuse to go to Memphis? Or, sorry, to... Um, but has that has that happened in NBA in the last tw- twenty years? Well, Steve Francis refused. Yeah, that was like nineteen ninety nine or something like that. Okay, twenty, like whatever. Like in the in the in the in the turn of the millennium, has that ever happened? I can't remember a time when a team did not take a player because they refused to go. The only last time I can remember is Ricky Rubio, um, threatened to stay in Spain if he got picked by the Timberwolves, but. That was an empty threat. He still ended up going to the Timberwolves anyway. I just feel like it's it's not really fair that these players are drafted and must stay with this employer for four years. Yeah, I, I get that. But the, the thing is, the way it's set up, the player at this point, when they get drafted, has no leverage. They can pout and say what they want, but at the end of the day, they have to play basketball for some team. And, you know, Zion 
being as great as he is probably is not isn't is it rules to apply to him he has no he has no way of getting out except to just voice his opinion and just you know hope it gets heard but unlikely that griff griffin is just gonna be a nice guy and trade the pickle or just pass on him <laughs> generational talent that he is the mm. you know the biggest generational talent since lebron james i think this is the other thing. People talk about Zion as if he's the next coming of LeBron James. I mean, I'm not sure, right? Because I feel like this is what people were also saying a couple of years ago with the draft with uh, Wiggins. Lee Wiggins, yeah. And what's the other guy that got drafted around? Uh, Jab- uh, Jabari Parker. Mm. The Jabari Parker and Wiggins? That was projected yeah. to be like one and two. And none of those players panned out. Where's Jabari Parker now? Is he, is he traded now already? Where, where is he? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Did he get traded, Jabari Parker? I'm probably wrong, but I think he's on the Wizards. Oh, and that's Ole Porter. I don't know. It's, I get confused between those two players. Yeah, he might have gotten traded, like from the Bulls or. He's to definitely the Bulls. traded. He was on the Bucks for. He was on the Bucks for a while. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Wiggins? Or are you talking about Jabari Parker? A Jabari Parker. Wiggins uh, Parker on. was on the Bucks for a while, but he was injured, and then because he was originally, uh, and then he was on the Bulls. I think he's on the Bulls right now, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he's been bounced around because of injuries. But I, I just, I maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe I don't know because maybe it's I'm just in prison in a moment kind of thing. But I feel like this has a has much more hype than those guys because I might have only heard those guys for the lot like for the few months leading up to the draft. But I've literally heard Zion for the last one and a half years. Seriously, you know we get really excited every draft. But the truth is, you can't say, like, this is a generational player. By definition, if he's generational, that means it only happens every, let's say, 10 years. Well, that, that, that makes sense. Because when's the last generational talent since LeBron James? Kevin Durant, I guess? It'd be Kevin Durant and it'll be Anthony Davis, probably. Yeah, I guess Anthony Davis fits. The problem with Anthony Davis is he hasn't won. <laughs> That's the problem. He he's only made the playoffs a few times. Yeah, and but Zion's not gonna win. Like you think he's gonna be winning in New Orleans? I'm just saying if we're going to classify him as a generational talent, it's probably more than a few playoff experience uh, appearances. Well, I'll put it this way: Is Zion, even though he hasn't played a single game in the NBA, do you project his future to be higher or his ceiling to be higher than Anthony Davis? Mm, true. That's a good. That's a good question. And we saw what Anthony Davis did in New Orleans. I'll say the hype is definitely real. That's undisputed. His the hype around him is real. Like it's been real for like a long time, um, maybe two years. The talent is a different thing. The, the talent to make it in the NBA, I'm not sure it's better than Anthony Davis. And especially for title contending like teams that are aspiring for a title, you're not gonna win it with Zion straight away. You could win it straight away with Anthony Davis because his talent is. Like undisputable in in the league, he he's a top three talent right in the league when he's like you know healthy and on it. You know, I really think the only two players that are better than him, w- when you know the playing at the top of the game is KD and LeBron James. Mm, I agree, I agree. And Kawhi is definitely kind of getting into that conversation, um, just because he's playing so well right now. But it, to me, in terms of talent, it's always been LeBron, KD, and Anthony Davis. Uh, maybe Kyrie sometimes if oh come on no. <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking okay I'm joking that didn't deserve it that didn't deserve it I shouldn't have you like yeah. troll me every time I fall <laughs> for this every time uh Kyrie's Kyrie's fifth Kyrie's fifth for teams that like so I I think that if there was a trade 
between the Lakers and the Pelicans for Anthony Davis, I think maybe the Lakers should take that. And I don't think the Pelicans are, like, you know, content. Even with Anthony Davis and Zion, they're not winning titles, you know, today if they picked Zion. So, you know, trade AD away because he obviously doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Build a new coach, team culture. Build around young guys that want to be there and want to start, you know, start a thing up, you know. Because right now it's it's a bit depressing in New Orleans because you got a guy you got your franchise star that does not want to be there. It you know obviously it it influences a lot of the other players that look up to him. That he doesn't want to play there. Other players probably don't want to play there as well. But if you get a bunch of young nucleus guys that you can build around and they all want to make the team great, that's going to change the perceptions uh, for the city and the basketball around the city. So that's interesting because what you've described right there, do the Pelicans want to even bring Zion into an environment where you have a disgruntled superstar there? Well, Anthony, uh, David Griffin said that he wants to remedy the situation. He wants uh, Anthony Davis to play New Orleans uh, alongside Zion, obviously. He hasn't said that, but obviously when they draft Zion, they want to, he wants them to play together. That's his ideal goal. However, if he cannot remedy the situation, AD is still disgruntled. Um then you might have to start exploring trades. And I think a possible trade to the Lakers for theirs, for their young guys uh, could be beneficial for both teams. This feeling out of AD, this has to happen quite quickly, right? Because you don't want it to... In off-season, in off-season. Yeah, because you don't want this to go into the, the regular season. You don't want Zion basically to witness this, uh, this pitch to AD. Because it's going to expose a lot of frustrations, right? He's going to see the full frustration of AD then. Yeah, totally. I think they're going to have to have this conversation fast, quickly, really quickly, and really soon. And if it doesn't, um, if they don't uh, come to a mutual agreement, um, you know, to be amicable and and to play for the Pelicans, then yeah, AD will get traded. I think in off season. And the I to be honest, the Lakers would be dumb if they rescind the offer if they think like they got leverage. There's a lot of teams that want AD. If that if they made that trade um offer before, like you know with Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma, and those uh, two first round picks or whatever it was, oh, too much. Too just much. just just keep it on the table. Don't don't try to be chicken. <sighs> get AD. Get get AD with LeBron, and and then Lakers can figure the rest out, and the Pelicans can just move on with their young pieces. It's a lot. I don't think That's, it's too much. I don't think it's too much. No. Actually, you're you're right. You're you're actually right. It's not too much. It's not. Too I don't much. think it's too much. If we thought this young package was so great, then why didn't they produce better? Yeah, this exactly, year? exactly. Even with supposedly a superior talent, LeBron James, um, and that young team couldn't get together. I think yeah, you're right. I mean, Lakers right now has the best package. Let's make this happen. Yeah. I think it, it'll be good if this happens. I mean, maybe the Nets could jump in. Nah, but. Oh, like you okay. said, the Lakers yeah, have better just, yeah, one assets. One step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I, I wanted to. Okay, so weird. So Zion, you, do you agree that he will get drafted by the Pelicans? Most likely. Like what percentage? What percentage would you say? Well, he's for, certainly going to get drafted by, by the Pelicans. I, I think. Yeah, for sure. Could the Pelicans Unless... not trade the pick early before. I I don't know who would they trade the pick to, and what mm. would they get right. Mm, I mean, they're sure. not going to get LeBron for for the pick, because if anything, they need the four years to develop a new to reset the culture there and to just restart. You don't want to, you, you know, you can trade the pick for a max player. Then you would be taking on a huge contract. Zion for John Wall. Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it done. 
Zion yeah. and the capital. Yeah. You know how you have to match salaries? Probably can match the weight of those two though, <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Zion and like a like a box of donuts yeah. for John Wall. <laughs> They'll play John Wall at uh, Power Four, right? At this point. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you? Uh, oh my goodness! Rob Palenka gave like a uh, little presser to a bunch of like uh, oh, media people, select media okay. people. Yeah. This is what he said. He said, "I had asked my son, who is eleven, what should I bring to the draft lottery for good luck." He said, "Dad, just bring some optimism." He said the world needs more optimism. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> this kid's like um, he sounds like, like an Brad asshole from Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> Just speaks in riddles. Do you think his eleven-year-old kid actually said that? Mm, don't know. <laughs> I think what the kid really said was, "What's a lottery? <laughs> I want yeah. the new Mortal Kombat game." <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let's get serious here. Get serious about the Lakers for a second here. Okay. If you're Rapalenka, okay. Driving my Ferrari down Sunset Boulevard. Playing the soundtrack to Pretty in Pink. <laughs> Living it up, you've got the number four pick now. Yeah. Do you pick up the phone? Yeah. And call the Wizards? Yeah. And go, hey. Yeah. It's Rob Lowe. Yeah. You know who I am. I want to save you. 56 million dollars. Bradley Beal for the number fourth pick. Straight up. Straight up. If you're the Wizards, do you do it? Done. Done, right? Done. Done deal. Done deal. That's it. Love it. I love it. Trade all the young guys for AD. Get Bradley Beal on board. You got LeBron. Um, are you serious? Just, are you trolling me or are you serious right now? No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I think. I, because you know the the Wizards salary uh, cap situation, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's grim. It's extremely yeah, grim. Very bad. And Bra Bradley Beal is the best player, so I don't think the Wizards would do it. To be honest, I think it's a bad trade for the Wizards. For the Lakers, yeah, done deal. Yeah, and of course the Lakers with the Wizards do it. Because no, 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 no. <laughs> number four overall pick does not ju justify Bradley Beal, your only really good player, because. Uh, uh, Wall's, I think, is out for another few months. He probably doesn't return until halfway through the season. Oh, Wall's done. He's done, right? Forget Wall. He's he's starting his Supermax and he's sitting on his ass uh, eating donuts. Bradley Beal was the only player that was, um, you know, pulling his weight uh, towards the end of the season when Wall went... And also when Wall went down, it really showed how valuable Beal is. The, but the issue is the Wizards are totally capstruck. I mean, they can't do anything. So if they get the number four pick... Automatically, you get a let's say a good player. He's no Bradley Beal, but you know a good player. But right there, you you've opened up your cap. You can still improve your team. I'm saving you fifty six million dollars over two years. I think it still needs to be more than a fourth overall, just the fourth overall pick. To be honest, you might need some other stuff. Like, yeah, you're right. the the cash The cash consideration is good. Um. But the Wizards aren't in, and the Wizards have themselves have the six of six. Uh, what pick do they have? The Wizards, the Wizards are picking a ninth. They had six to go in, and they and they go ninth. God, how unlucky the Wizards are. Yeah, yeah. I just think they're in rebuilding mode, and um, no one's going to take no one's going to take John Wall. John Bill Bradley Bill is the best asset. I don't think they just if they are shopping Bradley Bill around, it's not just for the fourth overall pick. They're going to be. Like they got higher, they can they can get more for him. 
I'm just saying if you have to trade Bradley Beal and save that $56 million, as you mentioned, there's better, probably better offers than just a fourth over pick. Okay. Say you're Sam Presti. You're Sam Presti. You're crying in your office. Another disappointing season. Okay. The yeah, phone okay. rings. Yeah. The phone rings. It's Rob Lowe. <laughs> you go, hey, Sam, yeah. you know my work. I want to save you $147 million. Yeah, but this isn't Sam Presti's money. This is his owner's money. I want to open up your cap space so you can do more, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I want to open up $147 million. Yeah. Yeah. Westbrook for the number four pick. Do you do it at Sam Presti? It's even worse than the previous pick. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Of course I'm not trading Russell Westbrook for the fourth overall pick. He's costing the organization $147 million. He's a two-time MVP pretty much, as far as I'm concerned. A three-time MVP as far as I'm concerned. But you know, people have been talking that if they could, they'd, they'd like to move Westbrook potentially. Not, for the, not, not just for the fourth overall pick. This is literally, he literally is as close to a generational talent as you get and... Oh my god, you, do you watch, are you watching the playoffs? Do you watch the playoffs? Are we watching the same playoffs? What, what's Westbrook doing right now? Is he, well, is he playing tomorrow? No, He's, but, no, but, you know, come on, that's not fair. The, the attraction here with both of these cases is not whether Bradley Beal is better than the fourth pick talent, right? Or Westbrook better than the fourth pick. It's the possibility that you're freeing up your cap space. I just think you you'll be dumb if you're you're going to be that desperate and and open up that cap space by trading your best player, if not you know one B to Paul George, for just one fourth overall pick, and cap space cap space that you could use to sign someone else. No, because you're not going to get anyone better than Russell Westbrook. We've seen what the team is. We just saw that it's not good enough with Westbrook. He like so shot. what? How are you going to improve on him? I, I, that's what I don't get. Like, yeah, you say they're saving a lot of space, but yeah. at what cost? Right. The cost of losing? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, they're, they're, are they winning right now? Well, they're definitely making the playoffs. That, that, that means something. How about this? How about this? Okay. You're Elton Brand. Yeah. You're Elton Brand. Yeah, I like it so far. You're in your office. Yeah. You're in your office. You're, you're watching uh, Ben Simmons shooting bricks. <laughs> breaking them. <laughs> damaging the backboard. You're concerned about the backboard. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're calling contractors. Seeing, uh, need to order <laughs> some more nets. Okay. <laughs> you get a call. It's the king of LA here. Karambas. <laughs> Doesn't even say his name. <laughs> you know you're dealing with. <laughs> It's the king of LA, Karambas. That's what he says. He says, let's talk. Straight up. Simmons for the fourth pick. <laughs> Elton Brand, what do you say? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Oh my god. Why would you trade? This is. Okay, This in this case, there's no reason to trade. You're trying to get literally rid of Simmons. The, the, literally, the fourth overall pick is not. Uh, equal to the talent of Ben Simmons at, in any way. If Ben Simmons was in this draft, we would have a serious conversation. Like if we, if if he was in college, even if in his NBA experience, seeing what Ben Simmons has done and the potential what Zion has, 
we would be talking about Zion and Ben Simmons, like who would be picked first overall. The the question is not whether the fourth pick overall is a better player than Ben Simmons. It's they have a system now in place, right? The process is at an end, and we've seen that Ben Simmons is not necessarily a complement to the players that they have right now. Not for the not for the fourth overall pick. I think maybe the fourth overall, and then maybe like add in a few more players as well. There was okay. even like a rumor like uh, LeBron James or Ben Simmons straight up. What the fuck? Okay, well, who, who is that? Elton Brand making crazy calls again? Well, remember he... Ben Simmons is twenty three years old and LeBron is thirty five years old. If Elton Brand and uh, the people as uh, in Philadelphia were honest with them, they would like to move Ben Simmons, right? Of course. Exactly. So this is your opportunity to move Ben Simmons for a number yeah, one. Yeah, but not pick. just not just for one not just for one pick. I think they need more than that. Okay. Okay. Well, ben Simmons is a really good. I, I okay. Oh are you see? Are we watching I, the same players? I agree Where, with where's you. Where's Ben Simmons? I, doing? What's he doing right now? I agree with you. He needs to improve on his half court game and shooting. But that's not that hard to do, really. If you put in the work in the off season, he has the he has the unteachable talent of length, speed. Uh, like just dunking in over contact and over people, uh, passing. That those are things you can't teach. Ben Simmons is damaging gym equipment right now. He's damaging the net. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting and set plays is not a very hard thing to teach. He just needs to put in the work in off season. That's all. You know, this is the third year we've been saying about this about Ben Simmons. I mean, even without Tobias Harris, I I mean, I'm gonna assume that they would want to give the max money to Jimmy Butler because. I don't think they want. They don't need Tobias Harris, really. Like Jimmy Butler, Embiid, and Simmons, if they're all playing to the potential, that is a that is the best team in the East, in my opinion. Seriously, like in, on paper, they have the best team. They don't need uh, Tobias Harris, really, at you know, on a max money, uh, to be contending, uh, for the East. But yeah, I I really think they just need to make it work, and Ben Simmons does, uh, achieve their high ceiling. If he makes, it. you're right. We haven't seen it yet, and that's. I think that's my thing. I'm too optimistic, but I think you should just give it one more year to see if it can work or not. Hmm. I agree. I agree. You do agree. You just wanted to give the fourth overall pick for Ben Simmons. <laughs> I just. <laughs> but seriously, if that was on the table, it would need to be more from the Lakers, really. Yeah. And the Lakers just don't have enough assets to trade for um Ben Simmons to trade for AD. You know, you need to pick and choose. You can't. You can't have. Every, you can't. Have I guess everyone. my point here with this exercise was I wanted to see what what is the fourth pick worth. Can they convert that into another, into an all star, basically? To be honest, it'll probably be packaged along with Lonzo Ingram, oh, come on. Kuzma, this, this bullshit, and two future firsts for AD. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Honestly, like I just I think that it's just the sweetener. Like you're right, they didn't have they didn't have that fault of a pick before, and they failed and they failed without it. That is I so think insulting. This, I think so this insulting. I think this is the sweetener to to put the trade over the top and get AD. Because remember, they still have cap space. They don't, Why do you hate LeBron? Why do you hate LeBron? They still have cap space. They can get AD for the one year remaining, and they still have they still have space to sign um max contracts, right? You trade AD this offseason, that's really good. You still got LeBron. You still got max cap space, whether you get, I don't know, like you end up paying Kemba or, um, I don't know, Mike Scott or something like that, max money. Or, you know, JaVale McGee comes back, you want to give him max money. 
But I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I'm saying you can't you can't package the fourth pick with a package of already young stars. That's too much. That's too rich for AD. Like no, I don't think uh, so. Oh my god, what did LeBron do to you? What did LeBron? Do I'm to not. You? I'm just saying. I'm still saying they're in a good situation. I think the fourth overall pick is a sweetener. I think that's the cherry on top. How can it be a sweetener? You should be able to like flip that for something better. At least no, I don't think it's that high. Player. I don't think the fourth overall pick's that high. Remember, this isn't a very deep draft. So after the top three, it, it kind of you know goes down in in terms of uh, top tier talent. Right. The top three is Zion, Ja Morant, and RJ Barrett. After that, it's not really like that deep. Um, so if you can flip, if you can add that fourth overall pick to get an AD, yeah, you do it. AD is is the man. And they still have money to sign, like, DeMar- say DeMarcus Cousins one is, DeMarcus Cousins, AD, and, <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, AD again together. In <laughs> Lakers. Like, you funny. again? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I thought Fuck. I injured you. <laughs> I thought I injured you. <laughs> <laughs> Just went I, Tonya on him. Oh my god, that's conspiracy theory. We should check, we should check uh, DeMarcus's uh, Boogie's shoes. Yeah. Was it a gift from AD? Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know who they would. I don't know who. Maybe Clay. I I, I. I. doubt it. But I don't really know who else would go like to the Lakers. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed to hear that the fourth pick it was not as valuable as I thought it would. It is valuable. You're getting AD. You're getting AD. AD out of it. You can get AD out of it anyway. You can like. No, you trade. can't. They they offered it before and they and it didn't work. Boston's not going to offer the same package anymore. Do you see the recent interviews with Terry Rozier? Yeah. This, this guy's a nutcase. He's a, I, I think he's hurting uh, Boston's his trade value here. Boston's package is less attractive now than it was yeah, in February. True, true, true. Yeah, so now true, the true. best package is going to come from LA for sure. Mm. I, I, guess what, I guess what I'm saying is the fourth over pick doesn't matter too much in the grand schemes of winning a title. Like That's not the difference in winning a title or not. But if it really meant that getting AD inc- had to include a photo of a pick, then you just do it. Just add it in. It's not something that you have to go to sleep worrying about because you got AD at the end of the day. And he's a 25-year-old phenom. He's only 25 years old. He's still got... He, he's literally right now entering his prime. And he's going to be in his prime for a long time. You're not going to worry about giving up the 2019 photo of pick. Anyway, Kane... It's getting very late now. Did you have any other final thoughts? Um, no. I just um, I can't wait. I can't wait till the season's over. I'm done with the playoffs, to be honest. Are you serious? What? Nah, maybe I'm just saying that just because like the lottery has got me all excited about the off season. I I think it's pretty exciting. Like I mean, we haven't even seen the the Bucks and the Raptors play yet. Yeah, that would be a good series. I'm just a bit disappointed. I think the Blazers aren't going to put much of a fight against the Warriors. I, I know I why you're it. disappointed because your two lovers are now out of the playoffs. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. <laughs> I don't care okay, about that. They're not <laughs> okay. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm excited to see Bucks and Raptors. I think that would be a good game. Are you watching it tomorrow? Yeah. Look, Zion. I know it's been a tough day for you going to uh, New Orleans, but look, at least it'll be nice and shady. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, at least we have uh, constant refreshments. <laughs> I was going to say, at least it'll be nice and shady because the smoothie center is literally in the shadow of the Superdome. <laughs> yeah. 
I trust I trust uh, David Griffin is gonna. Like, no, seriously, I, I trust I trust David Griffin as well. He, I'm such a fan of his, actually. Yeah, yeah. he's done a good. He, he did a good job in Cleveland, even though he never got the full credit for it. Until next time. Good night. <laughs> good night. See ya. See ya. <laughs>